Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. Please rate and review the podcast before you continue to listen. Um, I have a very special guest, a new guest to the program today. Um, but while you're listening to me right now, follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, and I'm excited to welcome on my next guest. He is a friend. He gets married November 12th. I think I have that date, right? And yep. I am in his wedding. Um, yep. Parker Bailey. Parker howdy, howdy. Bailey. How's it going, my brother? It's going great. Thanks for having me, Tim. Oh, man, I'm excited. So, Haley and I were thinking about what we could call this segment. We got the Jake's Take segment. We got the uh, Will Nate Take the Bait segment. Um, and we're thinking of ideas, throwing things back and forth. And then I ask you, and you immediately come up with something right off the top of your head. Parker's Picks. This is the segment. This is the show today. Parker Bailey, Parker's Picks. I'm excited about it. I'd be lying if I uh, said that I thought of that top of my head. If I was not thinking about that 30 minutes prior to what can we call this? And I just had written down a bunch of things. But let's just pretend like it was off the top of my head. Parker's Did you picks. actually write down a bunch of things? I, I In a mental note, I had about five or ten different options. Do you remember what the with. other options were? No, that was my favorite. <laughs> I'm not even going to admit what the others were. <laughs> I kind of want to hear it. Uh, Parker's Predictions. One. Just get, oh, Parker's Predictions. Parker's okay. predictions that, that's one. solid. You don't mm-hmm. have to be embarrassed by that. What's it's, too, it's too fancy. What was the Picks first? is a simple word. What was the worst one? Uh, it had to do with like some psychic or like, you know, uh, Johnny Carson <laughs> putting the thing up to his head yes. and predicting things like a psychic thing. But it's like it starts with a P, but it doesn't make a P sound. So it doesn't really correlate sure. in that sense. On paper, it looks good, but audibly it doesn't work. We're going to get into the Vikings uh, versus Lions game. Vikings versus Saints upcoming in London. Um, but you just said something that sparked something into my mind. Is the English dictionary, English um, language, excuse me, the most difficult language to ever understand? Because you just made a point like psychic. It starts with a P, but it doesn't sound like it starts with a P. And there are so many words in the dictionary. I mean, if I was a foreigner and I was trying to come to America for like five to 10 years to work and I never knew the English language. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to tell me to learn this language like I sounds like I. But then there's there's this like word that starts with a yeah, but it. It starts with a W. I, right. It's crazy. Right. I would say that I'm terrible. First of all, language is not my strong suit. I mean, in high school, I was barely passing Spanish. And then I had to take sign language just to get by for like college credit. Um, English is tough. Uh, we have a lot of silent P's, M's. I think uh, G's are silent every once in a while, which is such a strong sounding letter. How does that like hide in anything? Um, but I like Spanish. Just like blows when it comes into congregate con context. No, there's like what whatever it's called that the last three letters always change depending on like what it is. Oh, it's so like there's almost O E, and then there's like past tense you, past tense me, 
future tense. Uh, man, like that's when I like I had I had language until tenses came in. So I I could throw my hat in the ring and say English isn't that bad. You know, I'd like to put my foot down. English is the universal business language, and I think there's a reason for it mm. because America. Uh, but uh, I I would agree. English is a very tough language. Sure. I mean, think about the word knife. Okay. Knife. Nah. It starts with a K. It doesn't start with an N. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pneumonia. Pneumonia. Yeah. Pterodactyl. <laughs> that is like the worst one. Pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, there are some words out there like pneumonia mm-hmm. that I can see and spell once, but I always have to go back to the dictionary because mm-hmm. doesn't it start with a P? Yeah. P-H. No, P-N. P-N. No. I was going to say P-N. P-N. Right? Yeah. P-N. P-N. It's like, not only is the first letter not an M, but the second letter is not an M either. Like, I wonder if someone was high while doing this, like drunk <laughs> and then just sounded smart. And I don't I know. Think, I think there must have been some comedian who created the English language because he's just rolling on this desk. Like, we're going to make most of this make sense. But like one in every hundred words, we're just going to throw like a jack of trades out there and like nobody's going to get it. Yeah. Oh, man. So. Vikings defeated the Lions 28 to 24. Mm-hmm. I predicted the Vikings to win 28 27. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself this mm-hmm. week ahead of the Vikings versus Saints game. Yep. Um, your thoughts on the comeback in the fourth quarter, your thoughts on the overall game. Okay. So after the game has ended, um, there's been speculation. I've seen people talk about this that like we didn't deserve it, right? Like the Vikings didn't play well enough to deserve this win. Did you listen to the prior podcast of the Minnesota Tim podcast this week? Uh, not, I don't think I listened to that one. Okay. Did you talk about that? Yeah, we did talk about yeah. that a little bit. I say bull. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. Deserving is like, if you put your, okay. A child who did not listen to their mother basically broke the China or like ate something before they did something or ate some candy before dinner. Right. They don't deserve candy or a dessert after dinner. Vikings actually went out there and played. They might not have had the best performance. I mean, luck might have had a little bit to do with it, but we deserve that win. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not like we just like didn't try our hardest. Right? Why did we deserve that win? We went out there. I think if somebody puts effort into what they did and they actually succeed in what they're going for, they deserve it. But right? the kid put effort in getting candy before dinner. No, he but he put... disobeyed. That's why he doesn't deserve it. He did something that he wasn't supposed to, and he doesn't get what he deserved. <laughs> I feel like there's some flaws in that argument. Like Greg Joseph, he was trying mm-hmm. to kick a 56-yard field goal twice. He right. put a lot of effort there, mm-hmm. and he missed it twice. Right. So did the Vikings deserve to win that game? I'd still say yes. I'd okay. say you put your foot full foot forward. Not Greg Joseph's foot, though. Uh, <laughs> and, like, you tried. You got it. You didn't, you didn't disobey anything. You went out there, and you succeeded. Hmm. Okay. It's like when somebody goes out there and I, this always drives me mad, right? When somebody's like, we went out there and like, we defeated ourselves, right? The other team didn't do good. We defeated ourselves. When somebody says in a press conference, I'm like, you were bitter. You were just mad that you lost and you were supposed to win. But like this, like kind of same situation, like they didn't deserve it. They played hard. I think people come with the deserve to win thing because the Detroit lions were winning for three full quarters. Yeah. And they were all playing the Vikings for three full quarters. But mm-hmm. I get your point. And I agree with your point because we actually talked about it on the podcast er- this earlier this week. It's like, what does it mean when people say that the Vikings didn't deserve to win this game? Sure, the Lions may have outplayed the Vikings for the three quarters, but they didn't get a big enough lead. And when the Vikings outplayed them in the fourth quarter, 
for the first quarter the entire game. I right. mean, I guess I guess you could argue the Vikings outplayed them in the second quarter uh, when they oh, tied yeah. the game at halftime. Um, but then when the Vikings outscored them and outplayed them in the fourth quarter, that ultimately got the Vikings the victory. I, I get your point. Yep. What 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 are your thoughts on um, Justin Jefferson's bad day? So week one, he goes 184 yards, two touchdowns, goes mm-hmm. off. Everyone's declaring him as the best wide receiver in football. I say, slow down, take a deep breath. Let's see this more than one game. Everyone was declaring him better than Cooper Cup, better than Stephon Diggs. And now back-to-back weeks in week two and week three, he had like a total of 62 yards against the Lions, three catches, 14 yards, a drop. Okay. Do you ever see those? You're on Facebook and stuff like that. Recently, when I'm going through Facebook, um, I get like those short clip videos, right? It's all food at this point for me. Like, I don't know (laughs) what Facebook's uh, uh, algorithm algorithm is for me, but it's all food based, right? And it's never like, it's never something simple. Okay. It's always like this, like over the top burger where they're like putting a bacon roll on top and cheese, like liquid cheese in it, lifting it and cheese drizzles down. Right. Or there's this pizza that has like five times the amount of pepperonis on it with a layer of cheese on top of that with like more on top of that. And like they lift it and it's like this heaviest thing you've ever seen. Dude, so are you saying that you're going to be fat in like 20 years? Probably. If I mean, you're very skinny. You're this as skinny as me. <laughs> what was that? I said, probably if Facebook keeps pushing this me, because I want to try <laughs> making those things when I see them. Yeah. I think that that food, although it looks nice is overrated. I think when you actually have that food in hand, it's not as good as you thought it was going to be. It's messy. Oh, they make everything look better in the pictures. I mean, right. like a McDonald's burger, it looks like a double stack, triple stack on the commercials. Yeah. And like, you take a bite. And yeah. It's like- so I think these things are over the top. They're just way too much. You don't need to have all this. I mean, like I make a burger at home. That's just like a smash burger patty. All you need is the bun, the meat, and you're actually good. You can put toppings on, but other than that, it's just good. I think that the mint, this is a stretch of a, of a <laughs> metaphor. I, love like, I think I love the this. Vikings are when we look at Justin Jefferson, he's this over the top, really nice to look at food, right? Like we have this ideal of him that like, he's amazing. That looks so good. Justin Jefferson's this, 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 but at the, like you bring it back and we have a team, right? This simple team that needs to go push for it. So when we put Justin Jefferson aside and we start focusing on our other receivers and our running game, we can succeed more. Now, I'm not saying that Justin Jefferson isn't amazing, right? He has skills and talents that are just like beyond anybody else in the team. That's why he's number one. But when we focus solely on that, like that really good looking burger, the other team knows that we're focusing there and we just keep throwing it against the Packers. It was our first game of the season. We were able to just like use that and dominate with it. After that, people are like this Justin Jefferson guy. They're only throwing to him. We got to stop that. Yeah. So we spread the ball around. I think that's when we can really take it. Mm, that's a good point. I, I would agree with that point. Um, I'm excited, though, for this next game because now that we know how teams are going to slow us down after the Vikings defeated the Lions, O'Connell talked about making adjustments mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter and the play that uh, Cousins threw the touchdown to Osborne. Apparently, they drew that up in the last minute, and um, and that's how they scored the touchdown drive. So I'm, I'm excited to see. Obviously, the Vikings are going to try to get the ball into Jefferson's hands more. Three catches for 14 yards. It'll be interesting to see how they try to do that. And it'll also be interesting to see if the Saints triple coverage Justin Jefferson all over the field. Will the Vikings go to the other receivers earlier and get them open earlier than the fourth quarter against the Saints? Right. Um, my next point that I wanted to make. 
I think we're in for a special season for the Vikings. Okay. KJ Osborne wears number 17. Greg Lewis wears number 17. Favre threw a touchdown to Greg Lewis in 2009 in the final minute of the game to defeat the San Francisco 49ers in crazy fashion. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins threw a touchdown to KJ Osborne, number 17. And this wasn't as crazy as a throw. I'm not comparing the plays no. in, 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 in that sense, but I'm comparing the impact of the play. If the Vikings lose to the Lions, they're one and two going into London playing against the Saints. And now we're a little iffy about this game because we just lost to the Lions at home and mm-hmm. we beat the Saints, who are who might be better than the Lions. Um just like back in the day in 2009, I feel like that throw to Greg Lewis, far to Greg Lewis, really set in stone momentum for the rest of the season. And I think cousins to Osborne can do the same thing. Oh, man. I'm not on a train as much as I was in 2009. I think in 2009, I was so stoked for that season. I mean, like Brett Favre just coming in was huge to me, right? I loved that this guy who used to play for the Packers was playing for us, such a monumental character. Kirk Cousins didn't make as much of a note in the league so far. Like he's a good, he's a great player. He just doesn't have that same legacy that Brett Favre had when playing. I would say, I like the alliteration. I like thinking that like, this is the moment that was, you can look back at the Tim podcast, Minnesota Tim podcast. Once the Vikings are making the NFC uh, championship and you can say that was the moment that the Vikings took it. Right. And I said it first. Yeah. And Tim said it first. Right. And you can hold that over his head. Um, I will, I will make that note for you so that when it happens, Um, I just don't. When they fail to do that, I'm not going to bring it up because then it, Will disappear into thin air. It'll die. Yeah, it's everybody makes bold predictions. They always just die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I don't have that same enthusiasm, right? The last game when we were playing the Lions, I like started getting this like, like we got this, like we're gonna do this. It was the smallest play, but when we did a little dump pass to CJ Ham, and he like <laughs> he actually juked a guy and then bulldozed another one, I was like. Yeah, let's do this. And you're I was a big so CJ Ham guy. You're the big fullback guy, <laughs> I aren't love you? CJ Ham, dude. Like one of the only like strong fullbacks in the game left. Like who has who uses fullbacks much anymore? Ah, oh, just that I'm I'm proud to be on a team that uses fullbacks still. And CJ Ham's a good guy too. So I'm yeah, Christian man. But that was, yeah. that play that he caught and juked the guy. That was actually a broken play because CJ Ham and Delvin Cook they ran to like the same area on the right side of the field, and Delvin Cook was like within four or five feet of CJ ham. And then that's like the worst thing. You got a fullback and you've got a running back running the same route. And somehow the Vikings ended up getting 12 yards on that play. Oh, I loved it. Um, what other positions do you like? You're a big fullback guy. Are you a right. big, uh, well, long snapper for you? Uh, a long snapper guy. I think that's like one of the most underrated positions. I was talking to a friend about this a little while ago that I think nobody, I mean, there's some people who are diehard fans who know who their long snapper is. I love the Vikings. I, I was that friend, by the way. Is. You, oh, you told me about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's, it's, it's the hardest job. One of the hardest jobs in the field. Okay, at least compared to me, I can catch a ball, not as well as a wide receiver, but it, comparatively, I can throw a ball, not as well as a quarterback. But if I have a 300-pound defensive tackle about to hit me, and my job is to throw the ball between my legs directly into a quarterback's hands, I'm done. As well as, the guy who has to kick it for the field goal, he's got to throw it 
eight feet behind him into a target that's only like a foot high. Nearly impossible. Like, but we have 32 guys in the NFL who are getting paid to do it, but nobody knows who they are. Hmm. So when CJ Ham caught the ball, mm-hmm. you thought that was good voodoo for a Vikings victory and made yes. that juke move. It just seemed like things were aligning for a Vikings victory. I think that catch happened in like the first or second quarter uh, when things weren't really looking the best for the Vikings at the time. I think it was second quarter. You're right. Second uh, it wasn't quarter. Because earlier like, in yeah. the game, it wasn't the fourth quarter. I know no. that for sure. But like, um, it, at far like nothing had happened at this point, right? I mean, like we had getting we've gotten down and stuff like that but like it was nothing happened right and then there's like this cj ham maybe he's just a guy you don't see very often and the guy who like it's like when jim klein saucer used to do something it was awesome because he's this just number 40 fullback he comes in for like even like a five yard rush up the gut for a touchdown like he got excited because the fullback's in it right mm-hmm. they're making changes they're doing some trick plays here they're using the fullback yeah they do that fun. we get 12 yards like it was just like all right we're like changing pace. We're not just throwing to the same guys again and again. Like we're creating variety. And this is where it's going to kind of come out to be like, they can't just, we're not a one trick pony. We'll get through this. Yeah. So that when that happened in the second quarter, you thought it brought the good, some good voodoo to the team. Mm-hmm. But then Dalvin Cook fumbled at the end of the third quarter when the Vikings were down 10. Um, we had a failed fourth down conversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cousins threw a ball to Thielen. He got held. The ref didn't call it. There was a final holding call against Cam Bynum, the Vikings' safety in the final minutes of the game while the Vikings are trying to preserve the clock as much as possible. Automatic first down when it was about to be a third down. Goff threw the ball into the ground. It just it seemed like everything was going the Lions' way, and it just, it just didn't seem like the Vikings were going to be able to do it. Was there a time in those three moments that I just said when you almost turned off the TV, when you thought, man, this game's over? I will never turn off a Vikings game. That <laughs> you think the game hit. was over. I, I, right. I think I said it three times. I was like, Haley, mm-hmm. if the Vikings don't score here, we're turning it over. We're turning off the TV. We did keep the TV on. I I, I did persevere. Right. You'll watch because you're a Vikings fan. Yeah. But like, you're just waiting for like, even like if some fun play happens where you get to see it and we still lose, like at least you saw the fun play. Yeah, exactly. I saw it um, live. I, I think after the first quarter or after when it was 14-0, and after they were just getting fourth down after fourth down after fourth down conversions on us, like I had lost a lot of hope at that point, <laughs> right? Like you can't have them doing, I can't, I don't know the exact number, like five fourth down conversions on us and like win games. It's just nuts. I, I, it felt like the, their coach was playing Madden and like, was just like, ah, fourth down and one, like, we'll get it. We got it. the final no play of the game, but it was fourth and four. They kicked a 54 yard field goal and missed. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, yeah, you got to teach your kicker a little bit on that after like, can't miss those. So we're just going to start going for fourth. Um, and it worked for them very well, but yeah, I, there was a point I, they can have a certain turn off. I think I was pretty hopeless through the whole entire game until the last quarter when we started scoring. And even like when it was like 14, 17 and they got another touchdown and we were down two touchdowns. Like at that point, I'm like, what's up? Like not where it's over. We're not going to come back, but I'm just going to keep watching for anything. And when you're like with friends too, like you're just watching it for kicks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we got that touchdown with uh, the third one was, was it Dalvin was the second one. Thielen was the first or Osborne. Osborne was the last. Last. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Dalvin. Barb to Greg Lewis. Kirk Cousins to Osborne. Yep. Um, That's where that comparison came from. Yeah. When when they got that, like, when you were down by three with two minutes to go or something like that, three minutes maybe, like, I was like, I was pumped. That was when I was like, all right, we can get back in this. But until that point, I was out. 
Did you but, see? But I mean, you have conflicting emotions here. You're like, at oh, that point, I was out. But then CJ Ham, second quarter, catches the pass, goes for 10 yards. And they, all the Vikings are going to win. That's football. <laughs> that's like, that's like the emotional roller coaster being a Vikings fan. And like, that's why it's just so great. Like, people leave the Vikings year after year because, like, they just didn't do it. Like, you look at their record from over the year and they just can't. I have so many friends that just stopped watching football because they couldn't take the heartbreak anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's so fun because, like, every year there's, it's a roller coaster, right? And you have low emotions and high emotions. It's like a movie, right? It's a good movie to me if I can feel anything, right? Yeah. If you can make me laugh, cry, get angry, even angry is the funniest one for me. But if you can get me angry, that means you did something right in your writing because you drew me into the movie and you made me feel, right? Okay. Viking yeah. seasons, if you can like pull me in and make me feel during the season, whether I'm mad, happy, sad, like I'm invested. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's being a Vikings fan to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Couple of things. Let's get into Parker's picks. Okay. Um, Vikings play against the Saints in London, as everyone knows. So we'll get into that prediction soon. But first, I want to make a statement here. I want to make a statement and say that it was a great idea for you to come on to the Minnesota Tim podcast today because there is history of people that chose to turn down the Minnesota Tim podcast and things turned out really bad for them. I asked Brett Favre to come on to the Minnesota Tim podcast (laughs) earlier this year, and I received an email. I'll read this email. I'll read the email right here. Okay. I reached out to his team, and they said, Dear Timothy, thank you for reaching out, but Brett will be unable to participate in your podcast. Wishing you the best with your endeavors. And this is before all of this Brett Favre stuff came out. This was in August. Mm -hmm. And then the Minnesota Twins, I reached out to their PR guy. And they're like, oh, it's so much harder to do, to do a podcast. That's what he said. And I'm like, you just download Zoom on your phone, scroll onto, Zoom, scroll onto it. It's just as easy as doing a radio interview. It's not like I'm asking to do it in person here, like sitting next to the guy, drinking a couple of brewskis or something. The guy was probably like five days out of retirement, doesn't even know what Zoom is. He's like, ah, we don't have players who can do that. Exactly. <laughs> and all the Minnesota Twins just got eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, officially, I think yesterday. And then, you know, there's some people that didn't even turn down the Minnesota Tim podcast, but turned down the Minnesota Tim. Like there was a girl back like 10 years ago, turned down the Minnesota Tim, ends up knocked up, pregnant, and then single. Things aren't really working out for people that turned down the Minnesota Tim. So, Parker, right. I'm saying right now it is a great thing for your future that you joined the Minnesota Tim podcast. You're saying buy lottery tickets now. <laughs> I'm saying it's a great thing for your marriage. It's a great thing for your career. It's a great thing for your future house or the house that you're in now. The stars are aligning as we speak. Dude, you're painting the future (laughs) for me. I'm just going to trust you as my financial, my uh, wisdom, my life coach, everything. I'm telling you. Right here now. This is the best investment of 30 minutes that you've ever done in your entire life. I've also heard that subscribers to the Minnesota Tim podcast, good things happen to them as well. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard, I've heard that. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and if you rate and review the podcast, oh my gosh, <laughs> I tell you what, oh, except for the guy that rated the show as a one star, that guy can go suck. Right. Right. Um, okay. Parker's picks. So Hurricane Ian is storming Florida, like Normandy. Normandy. Um, I think it's past Florida now. I think it's in the Atlantic. And there's these hurricane reporters that are out there sucking it up, just going after it. Hurricane chasers. I asked one to come on the Minnesota Tim podcast. He says, Tim, I'm pretty busy today. <laughs> um, maybe tonight. And I mean, I guess if we if he doesn't come on the Minnesota Tim podcast, 
we know the fate for yeah. this hurricane chaser. So my question to you is this. <laughs> I hope he's Christian. <laughs> Would you rather be a hurricane chaser or Brett Favre in this moment right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I got, I think it's been fun to like go hurricane chasing. Oh, I've never so been one fun. to like when the, like when the wind starts picking up and like you see lightning in the sky. Like I'm not a person who's like, oh, we got to get inside. Like it's getting stormy. Like I'm like standing outside watching this go down. Yeah. Right. I'm not the person to run and hide. So I, I'm definitely going to pick hurricane chasing. Also, don't want to trade lives to Brett Favre. <laughs> he's got money. He's doing. I mean, I'm assuming he's doing well, like other than this whole entire volleyball situation thing. <laughs> <But> like. <laughs> Wrangler jeans. I mean, you got a yeah. Wrangler jeans sponsor. Dude, if I get wanted. sponsored by Wrangler jeans, I would shoot myself. I'm never wearing a pair of Wrangler jeans. Really? Ah, uh-uh, man. Well, why not? Get yeah. that little country vibe going. Yeah, but my butt looks terrible in them, and I just can't. I can't do it, man. Hmm. They're not good butt jeans. Yeah. They're great work jeans, but they're not good butt jeans. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, Parker's picks number two. Would you rather eat honey nut Cheerios or honeycomb? And for the fact of the nightmares that the honeycomb mascot gave me for like years <laughs> through my childhood, me want honeycomb is like ringing through my ear as like a bell tome that just like will just provide like feverish nightmares for the rest of my life. Cheerios. Cheerios. Okay. Yeah. Going with Cheerios. We'll get into the Vikings game soon, but I'm thinking of these picks off the top of my head because mm-hmm. they're more fun than the vac- actual Vikings pick. <gasps> Shame. Shame on you. Shame. This is about sports. <laughs> okay. Would you rather watch a Hallmark movie? Parker's picks number three. Would you rather watch a Hallmark movie or would you rather watch a scary movie? Can I miss something to you? What's that? I don't hate Hallmark movies. They're pretty good. I I was born and raised uh, in a family where they, we had these values that are like so clean. And so we watched a lot of Hallmark movies growing up, man. And they're they're heartwarming. It's the same story again and again. Right? Oh man! But like from the first minute, you know how the story is going to end. You see this even, guy. You see, I mean, but when you actually break down the Hallmark movie, everyone's so glad at the end. But it's actually kind of a sad story. This girl's dating this guy who's into his job and not into her. He, mm-hmm. She leaves this guy. The guy's sad, and then she starts kissing this other guy, and they're going to get married and live happily ever after. Right. I mean, that's uh, that, that part's good. You know, in the notebook, it's like a super cute, fun movie. Everyone just loves it. Well, she's never seen it. Cheat, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll give you the story right now. Synopsis. She cheats on her fiance, sleeps with her former high school boyfriend, and then leaves him and moves in with her high school boyfriend. And she's the good person in this movie? And she's the good person in this movie. And he's, I mean, it's a happy ending. That's what it is. Does she deserve what she gets at the end? Uh, Wow. <laughs> in, the, in this movie, she has dementia. So I guess <laughs> it's a story of two old, it's a story of an old guy and an old girl married. And he's sharing the story from her diary that she wrote in. And, and so I guess, really like, okay. so I guess, I mean, <laughs> I guess she kind of does. Oh, that's bad. Uh, but yeah, the other funny thing is that just last point on this is that you can always tell just like a soap opera, like I can walk into a room and if somebody's watching a Hallmark movie, I can tell within the first like two seconds, like the color of like the film or whatever they use. And just like the acting in general, like, it's just like, 
that's Hallmark mm-hmm. right then and there. Yeah. Um, okay. I love food. Okay. And like, if I ever have to do a pick'em thing, it's always going to be around food. Um, I heard a, there's a podcast I listened to where they debate food and I don't understand this and I can't even imagine how it's even a thing, but I just want to see if you agree with me. Okay. The two things to pick from are either Oreos or Chips Ahoy's. Mm. It's an easy choice. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is. Yeah. Very easy choice. <laughs> It's, it's, Oreos. it's Oreos. Yes, it's Oreos. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. You don't respect the Oreo. Don't disrespect like, the Oreo. It's such a unique cookie. There's nothing really like it. There was originally the um there's something before the Oreo, and it sounds like a medicine. Hmm. Uh I'm not sure what that is, but I will say a game changer. Okay. This is a chips ahoy debate. Okay. Chips ahoy soft or chips ahoy hard? Uh, Chips Ahoy original hard. Really? Okay. Yeah. You like it harder than soft? I am like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a thing about soft cookies is that when you eat the soft cookies, I don't know what they're doing to like make them soft and keep really? them soft. I like the soft. I'm, I actually prefer the softer of the hard. But there's some like chemical taste to it. <laughs> there's like, chemicals in everything. I mean, you think about Oreos, there's chemicals right. in Oreos. Right. But like, there's like a taste to it. Like you can't even taste it. Like it's, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad cookie. Yeah. I will first say that I love like all cookies. And if I ever slam anything or like all food, but if I ever slam anything, it's just because I like something a little bit more and I'm having to like <laughs> fight my argument. Yeah. Um, How do you but, eat the Oreo, by the way? Oh, do you eat it together? Yeah. I don't yeah. split it. Yeah. You can't split it. It's disrespectful. I, I don't understand people who would open it, eat the, like lick the frosting and they eat the cookie. It ruins the black part of the Oreo. <laughs> they like the white stuff first. And, um, <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, it's like, if you went to, oh, here's a good thing or food. I love food. If you go to a restaurant, that's like a five-star uh, restaurant. Okay. And you say the chef has like the special of the day and it's like this cooked goose let's say, and it comes with like five ingredients and you're like, I'd like to cook the cooked goose, but I don't want any like lemon juice on it. Like you've just insulted the chef because he, and he like, he constructed this dish to taste a certain way. And you just told them you don't want it that way. Yeah. Oreos has designed this cookie to taste like an Oreo Mm -hmm. and you're deconstructing it to taste like frosting. And then just like a dry chocolate cookie. Hmm. Should we do an investigation into people who eat the white stuff first of an Oreo? I would like to see if they had issues when being raised as a child. (laughs) If they had a broken family or something like that. They always have to break apart the Oreo. I was wondering if they're racist now. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Can't say. I have no idea. I don't want to touch that one. Are are there any correlations between the two? (laughs) Eating the white part of an Oreo first versus the black part? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe call the shell of the Oreo, not the inside. Maybe inside and outside. So there, there there's no racial racial conflicts. Right. Okay. Vikings, Saints, Parker's picks, week four mm-hmm. in London, 8:30 a.m. start. Big truck Sunday at Transform Church. Highly debatable. I'm gonna miss the game, but I'm gonna record the game and I'll watch it in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Who wins the game? Okay. So do you believe in superstitions? Hmm. I believe that if you don't listen to the Minnesota Tim podcast, or if you turn down the Minnesota Tim podcast, bad things are in your future. <laughs> Very specific superstitions. Okay. Would you, when Kirk Cousins was going into Monday night football game against the Eagles and you look at his, his statistics on statistics. his Monday night football games. Yeah. Right. 
Would you say it's unlikely that he's going to win because of his past in, Mon- in Monday Night Football? I honestly wasn't buying into that theory. I thought the theory was overrated before the mm-hmm. Monday Night Football game, but then that mm-hmm. theory proved me correct. So, yep. I mean, I don't know if that's a superstition more so than it's consistent, a theme. There you go. A yeah. theme. I heard well, you go, and I'm like, oh, theme. Yeah. The theme. Uh, Kirk Cousins has only played one international game <laughs> in, his, in his career, yes. right? When he played for the Redskins and he threw for 458 yards. Holy balls. Right. So if Kirk Cousins, anything like his Monday night slump, right. And we're going international games here alone. He's going to light it up this week. He's going to take the Saints and bend him over. That's all I got to say, man. Like it's going to be, they lock down the Buccaneers. You do. But I think that Kirk Cousins, especially he's still got to build himself up, right? His Monday night game against the Eagles garbage. He's getting a little bit back with the Lions, and he's going to be full speed here. I think this is where he hits the ground run. And he becomes Kirk Cousins for the rest of the season. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I think I think the Vikings are going to take this one. Can you give us a score? I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I, I think it really comes down to uh, even with James Andy, Winston. I mean, James Winston might not even start. Oh, yeah. I think if he does, I think our fear with James Winston, I've always thought about this guy, is he is... Um, you ever play NHL NFL Blitz? Oh yeah, Nintendo yeah. So 64. Yeah, yeah. No there's this one play called the bomb, right? Where basically, <laughs> all your wide receivers ran deep, and you just throw it to them every time. You basically yeah. you do a wheel and then you throw it. So I think Jameis Winston, from what I see, just loves throwing it deep, right? And I think that's why you see, he, like in the past, he's had crazy games, right? Where like he does awful, and then sometimes he throws for like over 400 yards, right? He loves throwing it deep, and I think this is where our weakness will come in because so far this game, we have not covered deep very well, especially going, I think Harrison Smith's coming back. Yeah. He'll be back. He wasn't in practice on Thursday, but that doesn't mean anything. He can still be back for the game. It'll be helpful to have him back, but I think that's going to be the one area that we have to watch out for. If we can cover deep. Well, I think we're going to take this game. Hmm. Okay. Um, Points wise. Let's just say Vikings hit 31. And I'd say, 27. 31, 27. Yep. That's good. That's good. Putting on a show for the people in London. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. If you believe that the NFL is rigged, then you'll also agree that'll be a really high scoring game for (laughs) people in London to get into the game. (laughs) Good point. That's a good point. Um, Okay, I'll go Vikings over the Saints. I'll say it's a little lower scoring. I'll say it's 24, 17. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 24, 17 Vikings. Three and one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a last Parker's picks because I've said four and then things just sound better when there's five. Um, you can either go one, two, three. You can't go four. You either got to jump to five. If you go past five, you got all, all the way to 10. What? No, you can end at five. Five, no, is, no, yeah. safe five is good. Five is yeah. good. But once you pass five, like if you hit six. Oh, yeah. You can you end have to six. go to 10. Yeah. Maybe it can be a bit that we just go to four and we <laughs> are a little controversial. Yeah, and people just get mad, but you know what? They can give a one star for all I care. It's not my podcast. (laughs) They might find themselves on the wrong end of heaven or hell if they do that. But (laughs) the Minnesota God's like, well, I mean, you were you believed in me, you did everything right, but like back in 2022, you rated the Minnesota Tim podcast one star, and I can't let that go. So sorry, man. Sorry about that. All right. Everyone, thank you for tuning into this podcast. Parker, thank you for delivering. Good as always. This was your first time. So you've always been good. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. You want to come back again next week? I'd love to. All right. Parker's picks. We'll be back again next week. A lot of random talk, a lot of excitement. 
Vikings Saints picks. We both have them winning three and one. Let's go. Let's go.